Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They love it on Nebula. They're wild about it on Torinus. Even on Motus, where they don't like anything at all, they eat it up. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. I've got things I like to do. I like to watch television. Jeff Lutz. You're just talking about all these shows, like old man. Right. What is that? Like every show that starts, well, I'm watching it. I, I don't get it. Don't. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Hello, everybody. It is a Tuesday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz from the East Wichita studio. Unsuspectingly, we're here. Max Power producing engineering 869-1240. That is the IHOP hotline. We welcome your participation. Uh, Got home about quarter to one today. Uh, Had a little salad. Uh, Went down to the basement and noticed that my internet was down. Not good. Uh, made a call to Cox. We tried to walk through it, tried to get it figured out. Couldn't do it. Uh, so here we are over east. Uh, glad I didn't get home at 1.30. That could have been a real problem. You'd have been doing this show alone right here in the East Wichita studio. No, I wouldn't. You'd be here. No, I wouldn't. I would have had to uh, figure that out. Nah, you would have come by. You know what to do. You would have stopped over and done the show You'd with me here. You'd have to do at least the first 20 minutes. Now you wouldn't call in for me? Probably not. I would have enjoyed hearing that. Well, not me. I think you could pull it off very well. What would I, what would I talk about? What would I say? What would you say? I have no idea. I don't know what people want to hear from me, if anything. You can talk about the, the game last night, the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. Man, I was asleep by about 8. Uh, Denver with a road win. I guess you call it a win. They had more points. So, yeah, it goes down as a win. But Buffalo, amongst the disappointing teams in the NFL, of which there are many. So, I, uh, I always get curious to look at quarterback numbers. And I like to test you on it. Make sure you don't look at my screen. Uh, what are you testing what quarterback? Me on? has passed for more yards than any other quarterback this season so far. Now, this quarterback happens to have played an extra game. So he hasn't had a bye week. That's correct. So this quarterback has the most passing yards in the NFL through 10 weeks. I don't know. Is it Jared Goff? It is not. He's fifth. It's Sam Howell. Really? I wouldn't have not have guessed that. You're right. Of the Washington Commanders. And I even looked at his numbers the other day because people were talking him up, but I did not notice or recognize that he had the most yards. He's averaging 278.3 yards per game uh, and is thrown for 17 touchdowns. 
You know, with Eric Bieniemy, that offense in Washington has has gotten a boost. They're not a good team yet. Well, they traded their best defensive player, so who knows how long it's well, going to take. Well, I don't know. I don't know what they're what they're thinking, but my point being, Eric Bieniemy left the Chiefs and they're not nearly the offensive juggernaut they were. And he goes to Washington and they're they're much better than they were. Well, Eric Bieniemy's obviously a pretty good coordinator. He's, I I'm sure he surrounds himself with other people who can bring out the best in him and his players. You scoffed when I said the Chiefs weren't as good on offense. I was trying to think about that. They're not. But I also think that outside of, like, they've been less, I don't know, it's hard to say because remember when Mahomes was just dropping deep balls all the time and hitting everything and all these no-look passes? He still, he still does stuff like that. It just seems like he never really got quite back to that initial level. He's still the best. I'm not trying to say that. But he just, he looked like he was going to be, and he still might be, the all-time greatest. So I'm holding him to a different standard. The Chiefs are still a good offense. But there are seven teams that have more yards per game. How many of those seven can you name? I give you a chance to shine with this stuff, and you, you, you usually don't. What's the question again? How many – seven teams – are averaging more yards per game than the Chiefs. Who are they? Uh, you could really impress the listeners. Dallas. Dallas is fourth in the NFL. Miami. Miami is first. <laughs> um, the Chargers. Why'd you go the Chargers? They're they're tenth. Uh. Miami, Detroit. Detroit. No, when you miss, you're done. Uh, Cincinnati. Miami, Detroit, San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia, the Houston Texans, and the Buffalo Bills are all ahead of the Chiefs in average yardage. I might uh, become a Texans fan. That might be my team. Which is interesting, right? So now I'm going to ask you to give me the teams that rank above the Chiefs, and there are... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are 12. The Chiefs are a middle-of-the-pack scoring team. 12 teams average more points per game than the Chiefs. Miami. Well, this is, this is too many to even name. Dallas. Miami, Dallas, Philadelphia, Detroit. San Francisco, Baltimore, Detroit, the Chargers, the Bills, the Colts, the Texans, Colts. the Browns, and the Vikings. They all average more points per game. The Colts are a better scoring team than the Chiefs? That's correct. That's crazy because the Colts stink. Now, the Chiefs rank fourth in the NFL in yards allowed per game. Who are the three that have allowed fewer yards per game than the Kansas City Chiefs? Pittsburgh. They are Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas. Makes sense. The Chiefs rank very high in points allowed per game, tied for second. The only team better, the Ravens. So what we've seen through half a season, a little bit more than half a season, is that the Chiefs have become a def- defensive, defense-first team. Their mm. offense is still good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they've, they've disbanded their offense. But their offense now has taken a backseat to their defense. They are second in points allowed this season. 
Last year, during the regular season, the Chiefs were way down. They, aver- they allowed 22.6 points per game, which uh, wasn't even close to the top. Yeah, their defense has been awesome. There's no question about that. It's uh, won them several games, or at least multiple. I find that interesting in my scouring of the numbers. That's why Andy Reid's the best, right? He might even have recognized that the offense wouldn't have been quite as good as it has been in past years, built a better defense, and here we are. Yards per game allowed last year. The Chiefs were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 15th, so pretty much in the middle of the pack. Right. Now they're a top-five defense, and whereas they were a top-five offense last year, they're more middle-of-the-pack offense. They've pretty much exchanged roles. And yet, here they are because they're still as good. What do we have on the show today? See what I would have had had I done the show by yeah, myself. That was, Matt, Max fell asleep over there. Max, that was good stuff. That was is it? a that's a breakdown of numbers. That's talking well, about all you did was go to ESPN and click around. Yeah, but that's you... that's the organization. That's a guy with a plan. Mm. You'd have come in here. Well, my my lawnmower broke down. And I don't know what you would have said. I have a tractor. Uh, you didn't. You wouldn't have had anything. Uh, but anyway, there you go. There you go. That's the Chiefs for you. I Don't you find that a little bit interesting to hear it in the numbers? Interesting is a pretty high bar for me. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> well, I bet our Chiefs fans were very interested in I that. I bet they already knew to some degree. that. Yeah, but to have it kind of broken down the way I did it. Is well, uh, we enlightening. We appreciate it. Thank you. You reading uh, the stats? I mean, off you don't ESPN. really care, but I do. Where are you on football in your life? Well, I prefer baseball number one, basketball number two, and football uh, a somewhat distant third. But I, but I've always been interested in football. Do you find yourself? All, you always ask me this. Do you find yourself liking football more or less as the? Days, months, weeks, and years. I well, I get interested in certain things. So I like following Kansas and Kansas State in football uh, probably as much as I ever have. Uh, the NFL doesn't speak to me as much because every time I try to go with a team, they don't do well. Yeah, you uh, don't need to go with a football team. It's pointless. But I like, you know, I like football. Football's all right. You don't like it. Just It's okay. Do you, deal with it. You don't like, like football. That's not necessarily true. No, it's true. That's why you're asking me. You're wanting validation. You might be somewhat correct. But you're wanting me to say, well, you know, I don't really care about football. And that way you can say, you know, I'm, I'm with you. But I can't not like football. That's, I can't. Well, you, but they'd, you do. You don't me, like it. They'd run me out of town if I didn't you like football. You don't like it. Not that I don't like it. It, it's exactly that. It's a that. fine sport. It's an entertaining game. It's just there's not much going on. Well, there's a lot going there's on. There's nothing that's super interesting about the NFL this year. Or, to me, maybe in past well, I years. Think, I think the NFL's gotten more interesting as the season's gone on because nobody can put their right foot in front of their left. Outside of the Chiefs, 
outside of Philadelphia. Uh, there's a few teams, but the teams in the AFC that we thought would perhaps mount a challenge to the Kansas City Chiefs, they're blundering around. They're, they're, they can't walk and chew gum. They all lost this weekend. And, oh, I, no. and, I, and, and now you're looking at, at uh, teams you would have never imagined. The Houston Texans. Houston Texans have the seven seed in the playoffs right now. So I don't know how that couldn't be interesting. I like the Texans. They they are interesting. Well, so I'm I, I don't know where you're coming from. But are the but are the Steelers interesting? Are the Jaguars interesting? Are the are the Browns really that interesting? Oh, of course the Browns are interesting. Their defense is good. The, the Saints the, are the four seed in the NFC. The Browns are yeah. The Browns are for sure interesting. They are. Yes. Based on what? Based on the fact that they lost Chubb, uh, and here they are at six and three. Uh, they've got uh, they've got a good team, they and you really, kind of really wonder how defense. they're doing it with their defense. Right. That's how they're doing it. Their defense, especially Miles Garrett. So is give them credit. Elite. And their offense hasn't. Their offense isn't horrible. Well, Deshaun uh, Watson played a lot better against Baltimore. They've, out, they've, out, they've scored more points this season than have the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, they're fine. They've also given up more points than the Chiefs. So, Most teams have. I'm, uh, you're scrambling today to you're try scrambling. to keep up with me. Keep up? Keep up with what? Oh, well, here's the rankings of every... Well, you just said the, the Browns... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm refuting everything you throw out You haven't out refuted anything. You got nothing. Their defense here's is all you've got. Here's what you've got. I wish my dad didn't like football, so he didn't put me in these uncomfortable positions I'm not of having to talk about football. Not uncomfortable in the slightest. You want to talk about the Indiana Pacers, who no one cares about. No, I don't. I haven't. And the brought, Cleveland Guardians, I who, said a word who about, maybe even fewer care about. I haven't said a word about either of those Outside teams. of those two, what do we got? I haven't said a word about either of those You don't teams. want to talk KU, K-State. We can uh, talk KU, K-State basketball, Wichita State basketball. You want to talk Do you Kansas? like basketball? I love basketball. Well, good. Good. Why do you think I'm sitting in front of my television watching it every time I have Because it? you spent $90. And because I wanted to. And because I care. And because those games matter a lot to me somehow. <laughs> now that's the fun. <laughs> Please Come save watch one that. with me. Please save that. Come watch one with me. Would... Come sit in Do the... you know what would have to have happened in my life? To come and watch an Indiana well, Pacers then don't, game. Then don't judge. Then don't you? judge what you don't know. I mean, uh, get real, my friend. Well, they're playing tonight against Philly. Oh, they lost to Philly. They gave up 137, I see, last night or yeah, whenever it Sunday. was. Sunday. It was not fun. Uh, but they hung in there. They took the lead the fourth quarter and then ran out of gas. But we don't have to they talk about it. They can score and they can't guard. And we'll see uh, what that gets you. That's correct. Uh, good luck with that. Thank you. In the end, at the end of the day, that won't succeed. But right now, they fun. They they score a lot of points, and this uh, is just a step in the process for the sure Pacers. Sure, it is. They got a lot of steps. They're going to have a lot of cap room next summer. Oh, uh, can't wait um, to see. Can't wait to see who they kidnap to come to Indiana. They're they're going to be in the trade market. So yeah, it's going to be. Can good. Can you imagine a free agent? A free agent. 
saying, yeah, I want to go play in Indiana. Yeah, I can because Tyrese Halliburton is leads the league in assists and uh, gets everyone involved and people want to play with him. So, yeah, I can. <laughs> I can imagine that. Uh, this has been a fun first segment. We got Bruce Brown to come. Good. Who? Bruce Brown. Played I, for the Nuggets last year. Good Helped him win a title. Good. Hey, what's on the show today? You didn't set it up. Do Here's we have? what is on the show today. Chris Lamb will join us in about 10 minutes. Uh, just won his 500th match as Wichita State's volleyball coach. Shocker's having a good year. And we'll talk to Lambeau at uh, 225. And after that, at 245, Denise Neal will join us to talk food and restaurants, as she periodically does. So we look forward to that as well. Uh, that's what we have. We also, I believe you have a game coming up in hour I sh- number two. I sure do. And then Jason Duda is in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. As of right now, this show will emanate from right here in the East Wichita studio tomorrow as well. I'm told that Cox uh, Communications and Internet Service can't get out until tomorrow evening. Well, let me know about Thursday because I might be available Duda's for, in for, for a three-man booth. Well, I thought you were leaving for a... Uh, yeah, probably not until 5. What, we, what? Probably not until 5 on Thursday. Oh, why would you leave in the dark? We're going to drive a little bit. I don't, We're I not going like to drive it. 5 hours on Friday or 9 like, hours on Friday. I don't like driving in the dark. It'll be okay. Most of that drive is not that hard to get to Kansas City and then maybe a little farther. It'll be okay. We'll have a good time. Well, we'll see what, ha- we'll see what happens. Uh, 869-1240, as we told you, that's the IHOP hotline. Uh, IHOP is now serving pumpkin spice pancake combo. Two pumpkin spice pancakes made with real pumpkin, seasonal spices, crowned with creamy whipped topping. That's served with two bacon strips or two pork sausage links, two eggs, any way you like them, and hash browns. You can get all that at IHOP. Tell them I sent you. I will. If When I go to IHOP, I'll tell them you sent me. That's a pretty good sounding breakfast. The Not thing bad. about IHOP, you can get that right now if you go in and order. Of course. Anytime. You Any- know what IHOP stands for. It's the International House of Pancakes. Yeah, I know. So when you have the wherewithal to pick that as your name, you're gonna give. You're gonna. What is your deal? You're today? gonna serve some good pancakes. <laughs> I don't get this little filler stuff you're doing today. What do you mean filler oh, stuff? I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk for 20 minutes about IHOP because I can do and that. And then I'm gonna break down the Chiefs uh, statistically for another because 35 minutes. I can do that. But why? Why? Why today? Just because I can. I, I thought we were a banter show. Well, this is banter, yeah, and it, and I I've seen that it's put you in an uncomfortable. I'm not position. uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. So what do I like for, about that? I'm uncomfortable for you right now. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in your life that you came in and broke down the statistical ranks of the Chiefs. I wanted to talk about the Chiefs. Okay, uh, everything's falling their way. I, I, you know who loved it? Unknown users. You think so? And uh, I I'll bet if I go to Twitter right now, I'm, I've been uh, besieged. Well, I sure hope so. With messages, uh, re- responses, replies. Oh, they're probably just endless. 
uh, because this has been one of my better opening <laughs> segments. And the reason why, you've hated it. It's charming that you think so. You hate it, which means it's been great. We'll take a I break. Chris Lamb joins us next. We'll talk Shocker Volleyball. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome back to Bob and Jeff Show KFH Radio. Joined by Chris Lamb, the head volleyball coach at Wichita State. Shockers are 19 and 7 overall, 13 and 3 in the American Athletic Conference. They have a road trip coming up this weekend. They play Friday and Saturday in Houston against Rice. Lambo, hello. How's it going, man? It's going okay. I'm I'm telling you, uh, 500 wins now at uh, in your college coaching career. All of that taking place at Wichita State, that's a that's an impressive milestone, benchmark, whatever you want to call it. You think you got five hundred more in you? <laughs> I do not. Uh, you know, we've had we've had coaches that have gotten a thousand wins, but in the old days, they used to play two out of three. They play three matches a day. Uh, you know, you see you see that stuff. It's not in the cards anymore, Bob. Um, you know, we'll play twenty eight, thirty games a year um they've even shortened the schedule so it's like getting harder and harder but what's that what what's it mean to you i mean there had to be a moment where you kind of reflected on this yeah i mean you know with everybody texting me i'm trying my hardest to call people back and it's just my my i'm thinking about you know the different teams and and the athletes and some of the Rags to rich stories, you know, training, coaching kids that were not even being recruited that became all conference players and all Americans. A couple of them, or you think of where they started to where they got to. Is, I mean, those are the fun stories for me. But I've also met some amazing families, uh, kids. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't require any of my players to have X relationship with me. I've got girls that are in the office all day hanging out like they're my little sister. I've got athletes that, you know, they come to practice and they're just, you know, that's their thing. But I'm not going to lie, I've enjoyed the families and the athletes that just seem to have wandered over around much, you know, around more often. And, you know, like we, we communicate during their time here, um, still keep in touch. But I don't, I don't push that on anybody. But I, I've enjoyed uh, those that have just wanted to be, a little closer that way. Um, you know, I've had a, I had a player here whose dad was a high school coach. I, I figured he and I would be talking shop every week just about volleyball. And, 
you know, it wasn't his thing. He's like, no, I don't talk to coaches. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to be that kind of parent. And I wasn't like, I didn't think you were going to call to complain or anything. I just <laughs> thought he and I would talk shop, but you know, to teach their own. But I, I've had, I've, I've got some, uh, I've got some former shockers and or their families that I've just really gotten to know over the years. And that's been fun for me too. Now, what do you start thinking about at this time of the year, especially when it comes to uh, postseason play? Uh, you've got a victory over SMU, which is uh, 25th in the RPI. You get Rice coming up for two, which is 61st. How much does that win against SMU help, and how much would a couple wins potentially against Rice, uh, what would that do for you? Well, you're certainly going to need them. At this point, we're going to need a lot. I mean, it. It's about your non-con schedule, and I, I, sadly, I wish I had last year's non-con schedule more than this year's. But you do what you can do. When you when you want to schedule people, they got to agree to it. When you want to go to tournaments, other coaches have to agree to it. You know, Bradley hasn't been doing well. Illinois hasn't been doing that well. Uh, Omaha started out, you know, oh, and I think I think they were oh and eleven before they won their first match, and they just scheduled crazy hard and. You need your non-conference to go out and win your 58, 65%. And this year, our non-conference is, you know, 500, a little bit higher. And that's just, that's good. That's not great. And while we've had a nice conference run, um, and when I, when, I, when I say, it's not even that you have to go out and win so much in your non-con. You're just, your strength of schedule needs to carry. And, you know, Texas Tech and, and Notre Dame, two teams we lost to at the beginning, I think we beat both of them if we're at full strength. Unfortunately, we started the season without Sophia, and, you know, we just couldn't get over the top there. Um, but that that's the part that scares me. Now it is all about where you are in that rank order. A lot of things can still happen in the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, we're going to need we're gonna need to go down there and, and beat Rice and uh, hope that our non-conference schedule has, has uh, some success in the next – two weeks as well it, it's funny for people to hear that but you're really you're really rooting for the teams not in your conference to go out and win a whole bunch of games because the way the rpi formula works that's the most powerful piece to it so uh yeah you got to go out and take care of business you probably need to win 75 or more percent of your games but your non-conference needs to win in the high 50s to low to mid 60s for you to really be bragging about you know your chances uh coming down the stretch Chris Lamb, our guest, Wichita State volleyball coach. So that puts a lot of pressure on scheduling. Um, yeah, it's, it's everything. I wish more people would figure it out. Yeah, and and it seems, and boy, that, that's a tough spot. So we got SMU, and they are soon to depart the American Athletic Conference. Uh, where does that leave the American, Coach Lamb? Uh, unknown, but uh football schools so the the money's there uh meaning budgets uh so recruiting budgets are everything so i just think the american has great potential and just being in the american is going to help north texas it's going to help texas san antonio uh it's going to help uh alabama birmingham it's going to help uh charlotte so I, I i expect all of those teams to uh upgrade in their ability to recruit because the conference is better and that's typically uh how this thing works in general so um i i I feel that these programs get better are you the benchmark then do you think in the in the american because like you said uh the conference would make the uh teams better but the conference has to have quality teams to be better right it's kind of a catch-22 
what I think if 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 you were a basketball coach or a baseball coach or a football coach or a volleyball coach, I, I'm I'm sure that the, the different sports have different opinions, but private schools go a long way in volleyball. Um, so I mean, Rice is to me Rice has it pretty easy. Anybody in Texas has it pretty easy. Uh, you're talking about a major budget at at South Florida. Um, I mean, you're talking about teams that are, and we have this thing called Alston money. Now you can give academic money out. We, we're currently at zero. There are, you know, SMU is already given five, over $5,000 to each athlete. Uh, just, just things you get. So we're, 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 we're improving. We're getting there. Kevin's doing a great job with budgets and we're, we're making ourselves relevant, but we're up against football schools that are fully funded. And of course that trickles down to the women's sport. So um, I, I just feel I, I feel that Temple can take off. I feel that uh, 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 F- I always say wrong. Florida Atlantic, FAU. I think that team that they, they can explode. Um, and I'm and I'm not the only one. I mean, just talking with coaches, it's just the idea of sort of where they are at. Um, you know, 48% of America lives in the Eastern Time Zone, and everybody in the country plays volleyball now. Volleyball used to be a West Coast sport, then it started becoming you know Midwest. Well, now the East and the South are playing volleyball when you got half the country in your time zone i just think recruiting gets easier so uh i i I expect that charlotte improves i expect anybody in florida improves texas is the number one volleyball state right now so north texas i think and and utsa will will start backing into some players that are in their own backyard that are exceptional so yeah no i i'm I'm glad we i'm glad we're here I, i hope that transfer portal uh is as good for us this december as it was last december nobody really knows because we're not there yet but that's the new normal in this business and we hope we can land a few more starters and keep up bruce lamb volleyball coach wichita state shockers 19 and 7 on the season they have rice down in houston this weekend uh so we see the the tried and true names on your roster uh, the natalie foster sophia rolling those those people all having very good years. Who uh, who's exceeded your expectations uh, on on your team this year? Uh, right now, Katie Galligan has really emerged as a defender and a passer, and she's got some leadership traits in her. She's got a great motor. I mean, I'm as happy with Katie Galligan right now down the stretch as anybody. Uh, I think Izzy, our setter, has been solid from wire to wire, and she's. She's now motivated to, you know, the setting's great, but we need more out of her as a blocker. We need more out of her as a digger. I mean, what coach wouldn't say that? She's finally embracing the parts of her game that aren't her strength, and she's, you know, keeping her nose to the grindstone and working hard at that. So that, that's, been, that's been great. But, you know, Morgan Stout, um, from where she was as a volleyball player a couple of years ago, came in with stress fracture, unable to practice or play for a calendar year. Uh, after after a, her junior year having a, a, an ACL in high school. Uh, so this girl basically removed from training for virtually two years uh, and and has, has found her way now into the into the top five and hitting percentage. Just I mean, I'm as proud of what Morgan Stout has been able to put out for her team this year is, is anybody. And boy, is it well-deserved because that girl has done nothing but work hard for everything she's got. You talked about the transfer portal. How how hit and miss is that, and how does it change kind of your philosophy? How do you find stylistic fits when you're not seeing these players in person? Well, it's like 
talent. I mean, you guys do that NFL draft every year. I've gotten to do it with you. I mean, everybody's recruiting talent, and you hope you can, um, you know, piece it together. So you're seeing you're seeing players that play in certain leagues, and if they had success in those leagues, you'd like to think it would translate. So if you're a dominant player in a lesser league, you hope. If you're a good player in a better league, you think, well, this would be an easier maybe transition. So there's there's that. Um, but I'll tell you what, we were the youngest team out there when the transfer portal started three years ago. So we weren't even involved in it until that last December. But, you know, of course I do my homework. And I'll just, I'll just say this sort of tongue-in-cheek, but in our own backyard, I think Oklahoma, the players they lost and the players they got, the players they got weren't as good as the ones they lost. I think uh, same about Missouri. I think the same about K-State. All those coaches lost their job. But in my, also in my backyard is Kansas, Creighton, and Nebraska. I think the players they got in the portal were the ones were better than the ones they lost. And those teams have all maintained or gotten better. So in my own backyard, it seemed like a, a 50-50 proposition, which made me pretty nervous. But, I, you know, I'm happy with uh, what we were able to do in the transfer portal last December and you know, we have no idea what awaits for us next December, but uh, we're certainly going to have at it and give it a shot. For Slam, our guest, you know, I've always been intrigued by you. I find you to be an affable person, easy to talk to, interesting to talk to. Uh, and then I remember you're a coach and all that goes yeah. with that. So yeah. how do you get to that side of Chris Lamb, that the disciplinarian Chris Lamb? Because – that's probably a side of you that I'm not as aware of. How prominent well, is that you, in your? What do you think that? What when you see a disciplinarian? What do you think you're looking at? Because I have my opinions on this. Topic. Yeah, disciplinarian can be in a lot of different ways, and right. uh, I think I probably well, have a decent idea as to how you go about discipline. But it right, probably well, looks my, a lot different than how a lot of people go about it. Bob, here, here's my challenge. All right, I, I challenge every parent every teacher, every coach. And I'm not saying I'm right. I, I mean, we're all in this thing trying to figure it out. Listen, you want to, you want to, you want to brag about being, about creating great discipline. All right. Well then let's see if you can do it without saying no all the time. You know, I, I, I just, I just feel like rather than telling people what they can't have or can't do or, or be a, be an ultimate authoritarian. Well, let me, let me see if you can find a way to get there without that without fear without punishment without you know just tactics like that i mean can you can you can you do it collaboratively can you do the socratic method where you know it's collaborative and we do this together and can you can you teach them how to ask questions and to, and to be challenging to you when they're asking questions and can you can you can you get in that in the weeds with them that way because i i see a lot of people that seem to create a lot of order but there's a lot of uncomfort around them and, and I don't know if that's the, the best place to be. I certainly know um, that it can work. And I, I know you got to have order. And sometimes it has to get, get difficult for people. But I, I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. I try to say, I'll meet you in the middle. You know, if you can give to your team, we'll give back and, you know, and be an active participant in leadership. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I hope that through that, uh, it, it, it's it's worth staying on board for and staying in line for. So uh, I don't know if that's where your question 
was headed. But that's the first thing I'd, I'd like people to consider. But let's see if you can get what you want without saying no all the time or taking things away from people, you know, all the time. Give them, give them what they want and see if you can still get what you want. Uh, I think a lot can be gained there. I love that answer. I, I think oh, that great. I got it right. I yeah, got one right. You, you pass. You pass my class. Um, so the before we let you go, we always want to throw you a Bay Area bomb. Uh, the 49ers, I think, are the favorites. I, I like the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl, even though they had a little bit of a rough patch. I think that's over. Do you agree? Uh, I've got I've got to see some third down conversions. I got to see some red zone scoring the number of times that certain teams and certain running backs have gassed us up the middle has been a little concerning. We went with a five-man front this weekend with press coverage. I have a feeling we're headed in that direction. Uh, I'm going to change the topic on you. My Warriors, uh, Steph Curry, we played 11 games. Steph Curry has 11 uh, uh, 20-point games, and uh, nobody else has one. So uh, a little concerned that my Warriors, who are very old in the tooth, and we're the smallest team in the NBA. Uh, I'm a little concerned that, you know, we lost all those road games last year. We just lost three in a row. I'm kind of freaking out that uh, we're not going to make it. So sorry I changed the topic on you. but That's okay. We want you to get it off your chest. Yeah, I want to see Andrew Wiggins on the scoreboard. And, oh, my God, we got to do better. We always enjoy the conversation. Good luck down in Houston this weekend against Rice. We'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Chris Lamb, Wichita State volleyball coach. No one like him, and uh, that's good. That's a good thing. Good Here's one. Denise Neal, who's never been not been blue a day in her life. How you doing, Denise? Oh yeah, I've never been blue. That's right, Bob. I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh we're you know we're hanging in there. I interrupted Jeff. Jeff had something to say. No, I just said that's a good song. That was all. There you go. Uh, so we like to talk, uh, of course, we like to talk with you about myriad things, but we especially like restaurants and food. And I'm going to start it because this is in my neighborhood. And uh, mm-hmm. the Amore Italian restaurant on West 21st. I saw your story. I saw the accompanying menu. It looks like... Mm-hmm. They're getting close. I knew you'd be excited about that one, Bob. That is exciting. They're actually supposed. They're actually supposed to have opened today. That was the plan. I have I to mean, drive I by. Generally don't. Yeah, I do, I generally do not recommend going to restaurants on their first day in business. Some people will, but uh, you know, I personally like to give them a little bit of time to work out the kinks. You know what I mean? Well, how do they work out the kinks if nobody goes? Well, Bob, people will go. Just don't let it be you. <laughs> that's that's confusing. Not, I mean, as hard as it, as it is to believe, not everyone in the city listens to us. That's a that's a valid you know I mean? point. That's but it a, gets around, they right? They don't hear me say this. They don't hear your show, or they don't read my story. They don't hear it. And they'll go anyway. Well, how do they know they about these restaurants then? Well, they're also, believe it or not, they're, I'm not sure how this happened, but there are other ways to find that out too. That's crazy. What I'm saying is, as a pro tip to your good listeners, generally I don't recommend going on the first day, but never fear, many people will. Some will. They'll At work out rate, the kinks, and, uh, and maybe day two will be even better, right? 
Maybe so, or week two. But that being said, uh, there's a, it's a family. They have um, they they're kind of uh, this is becoming more common around here. A group of people uh, recommend uh, realize Wichita is a good restaurant market. They have relatives here. Their relatives say you should come open a restaurant here, and then they do. And this family has um, restaurants in Mississippi, Alabama, and now. Um, They've opened one in Hutchinson in the last couple of weeks and now Wichita. So it's, um, you know, they haven't done a ton of remodeling to the old neighbor space. Uh, they got new tables and chairs in there with white tablecloths and put up some posters. So it's not like a dramatic renovation of the space, but the menu looks interesting. I'll be um, curious to see how it goes and what people think. And I haven't been able to try anything yet, but the chef was, uh, an owner was very passionate and showing me that he makes all of his food from scratch. He was very, very excited for me to note that he has no microwave in his kitchen. So he doesn't just heat up your fettuccine Alfredo sauce when you ask for it. He makes it with cream and butter and all the things that go into that. So, well, it, it, who knows? it, it will be tried in the very near future uh, by Bob and Debbie Lutz. Good. Um, yeah, and I mean, the menu is not identical to Gifazio's by any means, but, um, you know, that neighborhood will have an option, Gifazio's-like option in the back in the neighborhood, which they haven't had for a couple of years since Pete Gifazio closed that popular longtime place. And this guy also, the new owner, uh, showed me in his kitchen he has ordered a very expensive pizza oven. And he plans to eventually serve pizza there, but um, he doesn't want to start that um, on the inaugural weeks because he's afraid he'll be too too busy, too slammed to make pizza. So that's coming later. I got a question for you, Denise. I was I was hearing a lot of yeah. people talk about uh, Wichita Cheesecake Company, and I obviously know that that exists and it's out there. Uh, I've never been. Uh, is that a Wichita staple? Is that pretty a pretty popular place? Or is it just these people talking and it's not that many others? Well, uh, I can't speak for what their business is like, but um, they they have been in business for quite some time. It's a, a local couple that makes cheesecake. Um, I think they kind of started it as a home-based business and they got a little spot on Union Station. And then I think it was last year they moved over to – um, the little spot where scooters used to be next to the old Eagle building there at Douglas and Rock Island. And you can go in there and get a slice or you can get a whole cake to take to a party or, or if you're really hungry for cheesecake, I guess, eat yourself. Uh, and then they also moved in the Metro Grill people who serve sandwiches out of there. But, um, you know, I think if you're in the cheesecake market, they're, they're definitely one of the main options in town if you want to go buy some homemade cheesecake that wasn't made by a food company, but by actual people. I like, um, I like that on their sides menu, they have fried plantains and also Doritos. That's a good combination for me. Wow. Okay. I would not have pegged you as a fried plantain. I've never had a fried plantain. It's just, uh, it just Uh, seems like if they also serve Doritos, it's gotta be good. Well, yeah, I mean, come on. Fried plantains, you know what those are, right? Sure. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he has no clue. Absolutely not. Okay, well, they're good. Okay. Denise Neal with us from the Wichita Eagle, Kansas.com.
Her Facebook page, Dining with Denise, we highly recommend that. So we have a, another Aww. opening of a, a long-anticipated uh, restaurant right here in the heart of Wichita on East Central. It's Cali Tapas and Tequila. And, uh, boy, the buildup has been strong. they got a lot to live up to. How do you think that place Oh, will yeah, be? well, they have been under construction for a couple of years now. I think it was 2021 when I first went out and met the guy, and he told me what he was planning to do there. Uh, I was there last week and saw the finished product, and it's it's wild. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, how do I describe it to somebody? It's very kind of royal purples and pinks and bright, crazy colors, kind of a Alice in Wonderland, but that kind of whimsical feel to all the furnishings. It feels really different. And I haven't seen the menu yet, um, but they are um, doing some quiet, soft openings that are invite only right now. And I think they're getting ready to open. He promises to tell me and I'll let people know as soon as he's got the public opening date, he's trying to see how the soft openings go first. But it's Kali, Tacos and Tequila. It's a pretty space, and yeah, I'll be interested to see how the food is. It's been a long time coming. So, Denise, I'm working on Thanksgiving. What's the best way for me to, like, acquire a, a meal? Do I have to call, like, the day before to some place? Are there places where I can That's just so go sad, in what he's the day of? Uh, should I call the That's day really of? Sad. Like, what's, what's, uh, what's the best Isn't way? Isn't that sad? Why is that sad? It is sad. There's nobody home to cook for you? I'm not at home. I have to work. I know, but you can't. If you can run to a restaurant and get a meal, can't you run home and get a meal? Not really. That's 35 minutes away. Oh, okay. I guess. Uh, I mean, what are your hours uh, Thanksgiving? Like 9 to 6, 9.30 to 6.30, something like that. That is really sad. <laughs> It'll um, be okay. There will be other people nice. there. We'll have a good time. I know. I saw you. I saw Jeff. Bob, did Jeff tell you I saw him at work? He did mention that. He didn't hardly recognize me. I had to, like, cause a big scene to get him to look my way. But um, just listen. Um, I think Strauss is doing to-go meals. Okay. Yeah, they're right there. The best thing you can do, they are. The best thing you can do is go to Dining with Denise and look at my list of Places open on Thanksgiving. In fact, right this minute, I'll pin it to the top of the page so it's easy for you to find it. Thank you. And then I'll... just look through there, and I have it separated out to places selling meals to go. And you can call up and reserve one. Just run on over and pick it up. Debbie and I did a Strouds a couple years ago, ones. two or three years. Maybe it was four mm-hmm. years. I don't know. But we picked up our meals from mm-hmm. Strouds, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And I loved it. Well, there you go, Jeff. I think that's your best option because it's right up the street. Perfect. I could maybe even walk. I have, I've pinned the Thanksgiving list to the top, so it'll be easy for you to find it. Denise Neal, I guess. I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to ask you about a. You have a habit of stopping talking, and then I think you're done talking, and then as I start to talk, you also start to talk. Um. Are you telling me your other guests don't do that? No, you're the only one. And uh, yeah, I, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I want to ask you about another restaurant that I just came across because I'm not out and about like I used to be. 
we certainly had our time together at 825 East Douglas, and I'm sure I would have known about this place had, had, uh, if that still was the case. Uh, the kitchen mm-hmm. over, in the, over in the Union Station. I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by that place, and I want to go soon. Tell me about it. Dang, Bob, you're behind the time. I know. I know. I just said that. That place has been open for quite some time. I understand that. Okay. Well, Bob, I'll tell you. Uh, it's uh, uh, where Tanya Soup Kitchen was back in the day when we were uh, co-workers at 825 East Douglas and would walk over there for lunch so you know where it is. Um, and the owner of it is a very nice lady named Natasha Gandhi-Ru. And uh, she, let's see, she's a female chef, obviously, and she kind of got her start, um, she worked for Williams-Sonoma and was just really into food, like she would do like the food demos and stuff for Williams-Sonoma. I think she she even went to culinary school, I believe. Um, and she opened this restaurant, God, it's got to have been five, six years ago now, over there. And it's got, you know, uh, kind of straightforward American fare. Um, she's got some you know home cooking type things uh i think she's got a burger it's like uh you know it's like how do i describe it it's it's new american cuisine and she's pretty popular it took her a while to get her following because you know people don't automatically drive down that street you know you kind of have to know it's back there right so it took people a while to figure out she was back there um she's got a nice patio but she's gotten a lot of attention over the years because one, she offers cooking classes a lot like Candy did, but two, she's been on TV a few times. She's been on Guy's Grocery Games game show on Food Network with Guy Fieri at least twice, maybe three times now, I think twice. Yeah, and her husband, Scott, is this big burly construction guy, and he he is the baker, one of the main bakers for the place, and he makes absolutely amazing cake especially his strawberry cake, which I think is a summer oh thing. I'm, but, um, I'm there. They're also doing meals to go, Jeff. Sweet. All right. Thank you for go. letting thank me know. You, thank you for that, uh, mm-hmm. that answer. I'm, I was very curious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you and Debbie will enjoy it. Get over there. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. Denise, thank you. We'll get yeah. you on again soon, okay? Well, I would just love that, and I'll try to not talk so much. <laughs> I knew you'd, I knew you'd uh, take that much more seriously than you should. We love you. Thank you for your time. Oh, are you done talking? Okay. Uh, thank you, Bob. Thank you for your time. Love you. <laughs> there goes Denise Neal from the Wichita Eagle as we talk some food and restaurants. So Amore and the Kitchen uh, are, on, are probably my next two stops. Uh but in the mix is the Route 77. You've never been to the kitchen? No. That place have is, you? Yes, that place is really good. You have? Yeah. Who'd you go with? Uh, we went uh, for a work outing a few years ago. Really? I, yeah. I think I might have been there twice, actually. I'm amazed. Why yeah. didn't you tell me about it? I don't know. That's sad that I'm out of the loop like that. But not as sad as you getting a Thanksgiving meal. Well, maybe um, I'll get two. By your lonesome. We'll be back. We've got an hour left. The Bob and Jeff Show, KFH.